0: Welcome to Solutions from the Huddle, powered by Collaborative Solutions Group. We're discussing meaningful business and life topics to add motivation to your life and value to your efforts. Our show is hosted by certified professional CSG coaches who are often hired for private coaching, corporate training, and speaking engagements. Now, enjoy the show. This is Solutions from the Huddle, and I am your host, Titus Bartolotta, this show is powered by Collaborative Solutions Group. And I am really excited that you have tuned in, like of all the episodes, right? Like this is the one, this might be your first one, and you're going to get addicted to every solution from the Huddle episode. And if you are a regular listener, like this is not your first one rodeo, then you already know that we got another brilliant, super smart, talented and accomplished human uh, to come be on the show. So thank you for those of you that are here. And I can't wait to introduce our new best friend. She's my new best friend on the show. I'm super excited to have her uh, kind of unpack her journey, uh, some tips and tricks along the way so that you can learn and take notes uh, that means hit the rewind button, right? Pause, listen again, take notes, get everything out of this episode that you can. Before we introduce the guest, uh, we we start every show the same way: a quick short prayer. We'll do it this this time as well. So we just say, "Lord, bless the show, uh, our guest, our sponsors, the listeners, just every part of it. Let the words of our mouth and the meditation of our heart be acceptable in your sight." Amen. All right, folks, my new best friend is, and I'm so nervous because like. I do mess up names, but her first name is Katie and the last name is Chinakis. I got it. I'm so excited. Katie Chinakis is on the program with us today. And listen, she has two decades of entertainment experience. She has been on uh, almost every TV show, right? Like, so from CSI to uh, Cold Cases, and and It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, and Law & Order, SVU. Those are just a few of them. But she has been there and done it. And she's shared space with folks from Al Pacino to Robert De Niro, and more importantly, with me, with us, with you, the listener. Uh, Katie, thanks for being our new best friend and being on our show. Welcome.
1: Amen. Amen to that. Thank you, Titus. And for the person tuning in, we love you. And Titus is right. This is going to be an exciting, impactful episode. So definitely dive deep and take notes. Yes.
0: Yeah. I love this. I love this. Okay. So I want to get into all the stuff that's you, right? I mean, you have so many different areas that you speak into. You've been successful from entrepreneurship um, to, to mental health. health. Uh, there's NFT artist stuff, the blockchain. I want you to get into that because I don't know enough about it. But you've got voiceover. You've got standup comedy. You've got content creation. So like the listeners today, this is the time, man. This is the note-taking time to really advance your life personally and professionally. But before you get into the- that stuff. Walk us through the journey, Katie. Like, just tell us where you started. How, how, like, where was the three year old, five year old, nine year old, 12 year old little version of yourself growing and grooming? Where'd she come from? And how do we get the pleasure to speak to you today?
1: Sure, sure. Uh, thank you so much for the beautiful intro. Uh, my Greek roots um, stem from my dad's side of the family. And my mom, you know, is cultured in German and uh, um, from. England and, um, my grandparents, Greek um, grandparents, they came to America and then they landed in Michigan. And my parents were teenagers meeting, having kids. And my sister, when they were 18 and me, when they were 19, they were kids having kids. Very, um, the American dream. They came over from Greece, humble, humble beginnings, um, working, you know, typical 40 hours a week, nine to five to six. And mom prepared, the meals and we had meals together every single night. And um, I went to school in Michigan. And and I just, you know, ever since I was a child, my mom's a singer and we grew up listening to Motown and going to church 45 minutes each way back and forth because we're old calendar. So in the Greek tradition, <laughs> there's new calendar, old calendar, Greek Orthodox yeah. Christian. And so we would listen to Casey Kasem and still do, you know, going going to church. And so I learned about harmonies and melodies and amazing mm. music and, you know, the angelic sounds and loves and vibration of, of the Motown music. It was my girl, you know, the feel good music. And then, and then in my teenagers, I'm jumping ahead, but it was all EDM electronic dance music before DJs were popular in Western civilization. And, you know, I grew up in Michigan with a big Greek family and we were all about food and culture and our faith. But as a youngster, I was able to be very independent because my parents were off working. So after school, I had time for literature, for reading, for you know, getting into trouble and, and playing and just doing whatever. As an independent person, we grew up very independent. And so I would be into Greek mythology and fantasy and play and curiosity and Mark Twain and poets. And I would just really got into poetry and language and writing. And, you know, I was very sensitive and I didn't know when I was a kid, you know, these words I'm about to say HSP, highly sensitive person, 16 to 20 percent of the population are HSPs and empaths. And I didn't know like I'm an empath. And the empaths you know get mauled over or they're like so quiet they don't speak their voice because they feel it in the intelligence of their body and sometimes they can't communicate the language like a baby but they're feeling all this stuff and so that's how some people who aren't so articulate with communication who kind of are more yang yang or do 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 and business people they're mulling over these people who are highly intelligent and and now with mental health and the communication of um you know, the way the world is, we're seeing those people are actually, you know, the angels, the soulful people who are very intuitive in such a way. So we're giving them more recognition and and more space to create the space to allow their being and their light to come out. Right. So when I was a kid, I was feeling all this stuff and I was doing it through writing poetry. I remember when I was 12, I just wish I had like, you know, this, Ancient wisdom in my left ear of like guiding me through the way. I was like praying and please, please, like lead thy way, like show me thy way. And I would do it through prayer and through grace. And, you know, I always remember like I felt like I didn't have anyone and I wanted that someone. And I said, I'm, and I mm-hmm. made a choice. It's my purpose as one of God's angels, 1111, my birthday, to be one of these voices to make an impact for others. And I would do it and I wouldn't forget it. So then, you know, I went on my journey, but I, I never forgot that. And so that's why I show up here today. And that's why I am who I am. Because one person at a time, I can be a part of the ripple effect to make an impact to enhance their lives. And that's what I desire. And that's what I like to do. And that's why I wanted to start my podcast eight years ago, I just didn't know how to. And that's why mm. arts and business and entertainment with entrepreneurs with ethics, morals and values. And hey, my journey, the last two decades in entertainment, I'm not saying it's right or wrong. It you know, there's weak and strong choices, everyone has their own journey. But if I can if I can share what I did in 10 years um with you in one podcast and it can hack it for you and you can do it in six months or a month, that's why we're here, that's why I'm here. Yeah, and what was already done is done. What Madonna did, Mariah Carey, Oprah, everyone from 60s, 70s and before, that's done. We're in the 21st century. How can we evolve, pivot, and shift, dismantle and not judge or compare what was? But take the gems and the fruits and the gems along the way that you're hearing in this episode that vibes with me, that resonates with me, that brings me joy. Mm. Let's take those things and put them in our tool shed and nurture and cultivate those. And the things that didn't vibe with me, don't judge it. Just leave it. Go on to the next podcast. Go on to the next conversation. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I
0: love that. (laughs) No, that's awesome, man. So much energy, so much passion, so much creativity. How how important has that been as you've kind of intertwined the entrepreneurship of your brand, right? I mean, as an entertainer, as an artist, as a creator, um, how important has it been? To intertwine business and the administrative parts of being profitable and making sure that your brand's well represented and that it's marketed and communicated well, while at the same time being honest to just the, the the purity of creating, right, and the artistry behind it. How hard is that, and how important is it to intertwine those the right way?
1: It's a big, beautiful question, and it's an ongoing journey. And it's like a mosaic or a, a, a sculpture. You know, you're always chipping away at it, and you're you're tweaking it, and you're checking in. Does this gel? Does this vibe? Does this go? This doesn't work. Take this off. You know, you have to pivot shift. But, you know, when I first got started, I was, you know, it's like an open canvas. And I was just out there looking, you know, as a kid, I was conditionally told it was a man's world. And so I looked to mm. men, gender, quote unquote, men, masculine energies for the yang to support, to invest in my business. And I would do the craft of it. I would research. I would study. I would do the intelligence of mind, body, spirit, poetry, language, understanding the palette of me as an artist. But I was looking outside, and I would, I would, um, but I would look outside of myself for that that financial structure. And so that was a long time, over a decade, fifteen years of my career. And then there was a pivotal moment of empowerment, divine femininity. Um, You know, it wasn't I was like I kept getting the same thing, the same thing and not having the people invest in me that I wanted to invest in me. And I had all these dreams and goals and these big Mm. visions to do great things through art and, you know, to help humanity and to entertain people like modern day Carol Burnett, modern day Carol Burnett, modern day Lucille Ball. But these people just wanted to have sex with me. They just wanted to have sex Mm. with me or they would just pat me on the head. Oh, good girl. Good pretty girl. Uh, Who do you know? Call me up. Oh, introduce me to this person. Introduce me to that person, but not give me a five percent deal or a consultant fee or something like that. And I became so insecure within myself, not you know wanting to people please and not and have everyone like me. I didn't know how to ask for what was rightfully mine. I could do it for others, but my personal resistance was taking care of my personal need and giving myself that financial stability. And it was very handicapped, very handicapping in for a long time and. And I'd grown through that. And that was an opportunity for me to learn and grow through that. But what I did was I was silently suffering in such a way where I was physically healthy and mental health is really important, but people weren't talking about mental health, but I would apply it to my craft and all the things I was feeling, thinking, I would put it in my poetry. I put it in my music. I would put it into my acting, comedy, drama. But now with the world and becoming empowered and having a, successful career in many areas of anything I've touched turns to gold and success is measured. I have, you know, had to really go deep dive within and look at myself internally of how I'm being inauthentic to myself. How long have I been inauthentic to myself? What have I been doing and allowing the God's grace and the grief and the sorrow to come up, but not judging it or pushing it away, befriending it and leaning into it and saying, it's okay. And then nurturing it, but then utilizing as fuel to propel me into success and saying, hey, this is my journey. This is my story. This is who I am. And I'm not apologizing for it at all. And I would always show up very confidently, but I wasn't actually, I was saying certain things, but I wasn't saying certain things that I think needed to be said that were missing links. So now I'm able to do that in a powerful way, although it's very vulnerable, although sometimes I get scared. I'm like, oh, am I saying too much? But it's like, if it's OK, am I being too loud? Am I saying too much here? But I feel like I have a body of work now where it's like my ethics, my morals, my values, my actions are proof in the pudding for it is time for me to speak up. And then people are saying, oh, we like what you're saying. So I feel like it's my ultimate duty of not sabotaging and getting and not being self. Selfish and getting out of my OA by speaking up and sharing this with people because they love it and it's an energy. And then we can shape shift and grow together and and not judge one another. It's life. So we it's everything trial and error. We try this, it's successful. And then, you know, we dismantle things that aren't and just show up again and you know to the workplace and on our personal life for ultimate success. And then when we lastly, when we're truthful about who we are and how we show up to make money. And if the people don't vibe and they run, let them run because that's going to create space for the people who do want to show up and make yeah. money with you in an ethical way.
0: Yeah. I mean, I couldn't agree more with all of that. And that's so impactful to hear you say. Um, and it sounds like you've gone through kind of, and I don't want to put words in your mouth, but almost like a, a rebirth pops in my heart. Like there was this, just an epiphany or an awakening or a split in time for you. Where there's the you up until one point, and then there's this different version of you, maybe a better version of you. That's a more enlightened version of you. Did you know in the moment that that enlightening was happening, or or were you kind of evolving, and then and then you look back at it and you go, "Oh, here's that moment," or did you just know in the moment like it's happening right now?
1: So when I was a kid, going back to a kid, I had a knowing, and I had a knowing, and in that knowing, right, and then I go along my journey. And then I'm growing through the journey and then I'm suffocating and I'm suffocating and I'm not knowing how to get out of this old snake skin. And I've gone through many rebirths. And then, um, I felt myself go growing and going through it, sorrow, poetry, crying, joy. And, and I'm still, you know, transmuting and growing through it now. Um, but there is a turnkey shift where, for example, on my birthday, 11, 11 um, and, uh, I have a new solo album coming out under my birth name, Saint Kiriaki, It's all about claiming and reclaiming your power and the divine femininity, but not the divine femininity just in females. It's the divine femininity in all genders and being okay to express vulnerability and the sentiments of our emotions and not having to put up that shield and that force of abrasiveness because this is your gender role and this is your gender role. We can all feel the way we want to feel. So through this particular album called Dreamland 1111 is 1000% the um, target and what encapsules everything we're talking about right now of this rebirth and stepping into my power as a young adult.
0: We're talking with Katie. Chino- uh, oh, my goodness. Katie Chinakis. Yeah, I I just, I'm the worst at last names, but I got the Katie part. Katie Chinakis is our guest right here on Solutions uh, from the Huddle. Uh, Greek Greek family ties, also German, right? Greek and German originally from Michigan. Uh, the new album, Dreamland 1111 11 is coming out. The birthday is 1111. 11. I also see the author of A Lover's Fairy Tale. Is that right? It's a, a poetry book with yes. uh, 11 poems. I keep hearing 11 through your whole story. And I know that's yeah. the birth month and, and there's something special. How, how, how important is it that you are, are taking that 11 and like, putting it everywhere, right? I feel like this birth month is a big deal for you.
1: It's a, it's everything. It really is. Um, I have 11 poems. I put um, my first poem on the blockchain um, as an NFT, a non-fungible token. Um, it's the first love poem on the blockchain, coupled with a Polaroid. Um, that's the original Polaroid that was discontinued in 2011. Um, the thing is, uh, 1111 is a infinite angelic number, and it's synchronistic. And so the gifts, the signs, the awarenesses, the chills are there. And so if we're attuned and aware to God's grace, we see, oh, I just was thinking about this person. I ran into him. It's not... By chance. I mean, it's not by accident. It's it's meant to be, you know, it's an energetic thought. And we're very, very powerful. And this album is about our power. And the poetry and the language is to shift out of our everyday circumstances, and to get into the play state of curiosity, which everything is created. So for me, 11:11, 11, 11, I'm releasing a music video at 11:11 11, 11 in the morning, and on the same day, I'm releasing another music video at 11:11 11, 11 p.m. Plus the album. Plus, I'm doing, and I, I guess we're now we're doing an NFT drop of the whole album and the music videos on 11:11 11, 11 too. So it's like a multi-dimensional thing in in the metaverse. So it's, I'm really excited about it. But I'm calling to it because I'm a claim. I'm claiming, and I know my power, and I know my my infinite grace. And I know by me being aligned with that with self, it starts with me, then I can be a ripple effect and be that and show up for others. Right. So if my cup's really full, then I can over pull over, it's over full. So you can enjoy the purity of my, my well as well.
0: Yeah. How do you have the the strength for that? Right. Like I'm, I'm thinking about how much you are doing at one time. I mean, from the, the, the book of poems to the, it seems like multiple music projects. Um, I, I'm assuming that you're still engaged and involved with some form of TV or entertainment in that capacity. Yeah. How do you have the time management and like just the mental fortitude to be all in, all out in so many different directions? Because that would burn out
1: yeah. a, a lot so- of people. Yeah. So that leads me to two things. One, um, um, I, I sleep very well. And when I wake up, I give myself 45 minutes to an hour to just pray. I just pray with God. And I talk to myself and my soul before I look at my phone and I do everything for everyone else. I get right with myself in the universe. So I do that every single day unless like if I have to be on set at five in the morning, um, you know, or if I'm like going and doing something. But I always give myself that space in the morning so that that's how I do what I do. And then then when I then when I get up and going, the very first thing I do is my voiceovers. So I, I work with coaches and they direct me with my voiceovers and I do my voiceovers at the top of the morning because that's when my energy is the best fresh when I'm going out for Disney, Nickelodeon, um, all these projects. so I, I like to do my voiceovers in the morning and I read them right off an iPad. So with acting on screen, you're memorizing, but when you're doing voiceovers, I'm with the mic, my coach is on the Skype and, and I can literally like act while I'm reading it off the script. I edit it. I send it into my team. My voiceovers are done. And then I have last minute ones that trickle. And I just dismantle, stop everything I do, I'm doing, and I just go for the opportunity. That's how I do my voiceovers. And then you know that's my job as a voiceover actor is audition. That's my job. And to book the job, you know, when you book the job, that's the cherry, but the job is to audition. That's my job, commercials, Mm. video games, voiceover. So that's what I do. Then what happens is my on-screen agency, I'm represented in New Mexico, Atlanta, New York, and LA. I'm represented in all major markets. When I get a, um, it goes through actorsaccess.com. When I get a notification that I have an audition, then if I have any events or anything that's going on meetups, lunches, dinners, whatever, I cancel all of them. And the number one thing is my mental health, that I'm eating right, that I memorize my lines, that I get with my coach, and that I'm preparing to do the research to build the character, the craft for acting. And that's number one. That's number one because everything else will be a number a domino effect. My goal is to become I've dabbled in everything, comedy drama, I've worked on a bunch of things, but not my goal now is to be a household name on TV and in film. And once I'm a household name, It'll reach masses, and then everything else, music, podcasting, everything else will become a domino, domino effect. So, so when the acting opportunities come, and you don't know if you're going to have two in one day, one a week, three or four times a week, I don't know, but the prior knowing your priorities, right, and how everything is going to interplay and, and go hand in hand. So that's one thing of how I do everything I do, right? And then um, the other thing I do, and I have coaching clients actually, with the, during the pandemic, I pivoted and shifted to adding a lot of value, to coach clients one-on-one in the industry specifically because we're all on their own journeys. Whether I meet with them weekly, um, bi-weekly, or like once a month, I give them a six-month plan, things to do, actionable steps. And they have their own Google Drive. They do their actionable steps. And so we were joking, you know, a moment before we were recording, but um, two things. One, with Grant Cardone, he has the 10X method I have the 11 X method. So my 11 X method was when I was a kid. So I'll do 11 things in one day for my personal and 11 things in one day for my professional. So if I'm feeling, oh my God, I don't have a lot of energy. If I send out 11 emails, I'm like, that's my 11 things. But if I'm feeling like really good and I have a few hours to like go at my business, 11 emails, that could be one. And then I have 10 other things to do. Roll calls, roll calls, roll calls, send out emails, you know? So that's my 11X method. So that's what, one of the hacks I teach my coaching clients. The other thing is my 80-20 um, rule. My 80-20 rule is you see me and you're like, oh my God, this girl has so much energy. So you don't know my 100. So I let you and everyone else think my 100 is my 80. So I tell my coaching clients, show up and let everyone think your 80 is your 100. So when you show up and you, and you check in with yourself, no one's going to know hey I'm at my 80 okay I have about five more percent to go I have about ten more percent to go I'm feeling good I don't feel taken advantage of I feel like I can keep going because I don't have an early day tomorrow or you might get your 80 you're like you know what I have an early day tomorrow I'm not feeling very good I have to call my mom I have to feed my kids i I, I need to like sleep I need to take a shower just I need to cry I need to have a phone conversation I need to just you know watch a show a program on TV veg out whatever meditate so Check in at your 80. The 80 20 is like check in at your 80. Let people think that you're 100. Like, because people mm. don't know what your 100 is. So you don't get the burnout. I don't get the burnout because when I'm feeling something, I stop and I go take a bath. Yeah. I sleep because the number one way to heal your immune system is sleeping. The number one yeah. way to cure depression is sleep it off. It's Depression isn't bad. It's letting you know you're carrying weight. Your body intelligence, the ethos is telling you ethos, it's a Greek word, it's telling you. Like if you're carrying on this weight, we need to offset and outsource. We're human beings, not human doers. We can't do everything alone. Mm. It's more mm. fun when we do it together.
0: Yeah, that's so true. I, I want to learn a little bit more about A Lover's fairy tale. I love poetry. I love the art of it. Um, I, I also want you to talk a little bit about She's All Over the Place, uh, which is your podcast. Um, right on the other side of our short little break, um, tell us a little bit about where those poems came from in your, in your life journey. Uh, Tell us about maybe what we're going to glean and learn from what emotions we might evoke in a moat within us. Um, And then tell, tell the folks a little bit about what your podcast is all about. So maybe they can click subscribe and start being uh, a fan of that show. I'm sure it's, it's, it's wonderful. Uh, we, We always take a quick pause right here in the middle and we just tell, Uh, Listeners to just go to team-csg.com and click on the Solutions from the Huddle tab, and when you do that, you get to see all the really cool brands that support us that believe that this is a show uh, that's worth uh, value and adds value, Uh, and and so we want you to just go to team-csg.com, click on the Solutions from the Huddle tab. And see all the brands that we represent when you click on the logo it'll take you to the brand's logo uh, to their to their url and when you see what they're all about you'll know why we stand next to them so go to team-csg.com and click on the solutions from the huddle tab the only really brand that matters right now though is Katie Chinakis uh, and all the cool, wonderful things that she's doing. It's the only brand I care about right now. Um, and I want to talk a little bit more about A Lover's Fairy Tale. I think poetry is so cool. Um, I think it's so unique and so special. And it's like, I don't know that I've ever heard two poems and thought they were the same. I've heard songs where I heard the same uh, downbeat, right? Or I heard the same hook and maybe we changed the words and the melody, but but I don't know that I've ever heard two Poems and thought. Oh my gosh, that's just like this poem. They're so special. They're like snowflakes. Um, tell us a little bit about what we can expect to get from one of your newest creations, A Lover's Fairy Tale.
1: Sure. So if people go to um dot my website, or a Lover's dot com, uh, you put in your email, of an automation set up where it's going to send you a playlist of um, nine out of the eleven um, spoken word music videos um, that I actually self produce and created. So you can actually not only read the poetry book when you get it on Amazon or wherever you want to get it. But then I lifted it into language so you could sensorially see and hear my words and how the sounds come out and, and where, where my soul was during that time. So I took a trip around mm. the world. And so when I was traveling in God's grace, I was celibate for seven years. I had no sex and my commitment was to the Lord. My commitment was to the universe. My commitment was to myself. I was so young seeing everyone crying and my boyfriend won't let me wear this or uh, he broke up with me or just relationships. And I'm like, you're so young, like, it's such a gift to be on the planet. And you're just like tormenting yourself. And I didn't want um, emotions are so powerful. I didn't want like to have a relationship and just have anyone taint the reason why I'm here, my divine purpose. So I had a commitment with the universe and I traveled the world and in through God's grace and I had a relationship with the universe and with myself first and I was you know writing all these poems and out of all my world travels I then um you know decided to become a self-published author last year on my birthday because I'm usually like a kid in a candy store where's one place in the world I haven't gone that I want to go to and I would just go I would just not think about it I would just find the place and I would just go just do it make it happen but I was in traveling for a year and a half so I'm like, what's, so I pivoted the the quality of the question. What's one thing I've always wanted to do that I haven't done. And I'm like, I've always wanted to be a self published poet. So I gave myself a hard stop three months. And on world poetry day, I released 11 of my favorite pieces coupled with this amazing artwork by my friend, Robert Sturman. So there's art on art on art when you get the mm. poetry book. Um, and it's really, really beautiful. And he's an international, like amazing artist, Robert Sturman. His is robertstermanstudio.com. And so um, it was so fulfilling that um, then I curated the playlist, a lover's fairy playlist that I want to gift to you and that you can have. It's on YouTube and um, I'll send it to you. And then, and then. Now, I'm just like, I already start right after while I was doing my first book. I already started putting together my second book. So, my second book is called The Naked Truth, and I have a second poetry book that's coming out in the first quarter of 2022. Um, I have another poetry coming, uh, another poetry book coming out. Um, and then I have the album coming out, which is really cool. That I'm going to put some pieces into poetry, and um. And yeah, I'm just I have so I have thousands of poetry books that I just I, that, poems that I have that I'm just going to format and put into books. And like once you do one, it's like a domino effect. It's like, boom. So, wow. um, yeah, I have I have uh, the next one already lined up and it's completely opposite than a lover's fairy tale. A lover's fairy tale is about love of nature, of God's grace, the waterfalls, the food, the culture, the statues. The animals, the planet, mm. the, the nature, the beauty, the sensorial experiences you have when you're in joy, when you're in bliss, when you're in this extreme nirvana, that's a lover's fairy tale. The naked truth is the exact opposite. It's mm. the, the exact opposite. It, and I, I only put half the pieces in, so I still have to put the rest of the pieces, but I'm going to get more raw and real in a, in a different way than a lover's fairy mm. tale. But you're right. Every single one is different.
0: Yeah. You know, I think earlier, I what I gleaned from you was how to maintain the energy. You, you talked about, here's what I'm doing that allows me to stay pure and authentic and filled with my energy and accomplish what I'm setting out to do. But what about the the listener right now that's saying... Um, I don't even think I'm starting with any energy. Like, like you talking about how to maintain altitude? Well, how do I get off the ground? Right. Mm -hmm. And so I know there's an entrepreneur. I know there's a salesperson. I know there's an artist, a creative that's out there saying, um, it's really valuable for you to teach me how to stay in the air. Cause I'm only landed because I didn't know how to stay up there the last time I got up but how do I get back off the ground? Is there anything from your experience that you might help us with and, and, and getting us maybe from that, that low altitude. Yeah. What do you have for us on that?
1: People need to do private coachings with you. People need to do private coachings with me because all the greats, um, I was just listening to a Jason Alexander thing from seven years ago. All the greats, he's an actor, all the greats, like Aaron Spicer, J-Lo, Will Smith, when J-Lo and Will Smith have a movie, Aaron Spizer is on set with them for three months coaching them. Uh, and Susan Batson, my acting coach, she's Nicole Kim has never had an acting class in her life. She's only done privates with Nicole, um, with Susan Batson. Oprah, Madonna, Liv Tyler, Zac Efron, Julia um, uh, they all study with Susan Batson. All the greats have coach. You have to be, you get to be coachable. You need to be with coaches. I have coaches. I told you when I do my voiceovers, I can do them myself. I have, I have these wacky director ideas. But when I'm in my craft, I'm in my head and I'm in the character. So I have someone outside of me leading me to the left, to the right, pivoting, shifting. Mm-hmm. Um, so having a coach to help you short term, medium term, long term goals. I grew up running cross country. So staying active, right? Staying, staying active in your mind by uh, reading, listening to audio books, um, podcasts, you know, keep, keep the energy moving because, you know, we have the, the energy in our thoughts and it gets so many things get stuck. So if someone's up and they don't know how to stay up and they're down. And we all do, we go up and we down. But how low do you go? Know when you're going low that you're not gonna allow yourself to abandon yourself. Know when you're going low, create a new trampoline so you don't go too low, so you have something to spring off of. And when you're going too high, be like, yo, I'm going high right now. And be like, yeah, I'm going high. But be aware that you're going high so you don't go too high. So then when you fall down, it's like, oh my, you spiral out. Cause I mean, we all Mm. spiral out. I do it all the time, up and down. But it's me being uh, me uh, being attuned, hacking and aware of when I'm going up and down, having people I can talk to a trusted source of the divine femininity. If something's happening, hey, someone made me feel this way, like this opportunity was presented. But I call up a friend, I call up a trusted source that's not within my family, that's not, you know, within like my emotional um, close measures because we are triggered human beings and we, uh, take it personally and it's so hard not to, but we need to have trusted sources outside of our very, Mm. very personal. Um, there are, you know, a few key people we can talk to on a personal level about certain things, which is very important, but not everything. We can't put everyone into one basket. It's just not fair to them. Or to mm. ourselves or to the flourishing oh, relationship when you show up and have a relationship with someone, like thinking you already know them. No, we don't. Everyone's evolving and growing and we need to leave an opportunity like, yo, I know this person. I've known this person for 10 years, but they can show up in a new way, especially if I allow space to think I don't already already know them, my ego knows them. Create space for them to create something new on the canvas, to show up in the conversation a new way instead of cutting their ideas down. So we need to communicate better, check in with ourselves more when we're going up, when we're going down, find trusted sources outside of ourselves, podcasts, things we can listen to. And like I said earlier, sleep is really important. Write down all the things that are dragging oneself down. Write those things down. It's not serving. No matter if we're attached to it and we think we have to because it's our mom, our dad, our dog or whatever. No, we don't. We get to live and we get to die. We do not, we get to breathe. We're not breathing someone else's life force oxygen. It's theirs. We're not responsible for anyone else, prana, life force, oxygen. Even if we've responsibility on a responsible level, think we've positioned ourselves to be responsible, to be a caretaker of someone, we're not. We're only our Mm. own caretaker and we can't take care of someone else if we're not taking care of ourselves properly.
0: Man, that makes sense. I mean, you know, there's so much to unpack in that Um, kind of one of the things that I just took from that was almost like Hensel and Gretel, like leaving breadcrumbs. So you don't kind of get lost. Like if you're going to get in it, if you're going to get low, don't get too low. And if you're getting high, just be aware of where you're at. Like, don't get lost in the journey. Um, I tell a lot of clients this. I want to know what you think. You know, I think that when we take our cell phones out and we put in the coordinates of where we want to go. Right. That's pretty normal. But what we don't do is we don't put in the coordinates of where we are. We, the phone does the work for us, right? It pinpoints where I'm standing, but that's not real life. Like, there's like, we have to do work to know where we're at mentally. We have to do work to know where we're at emotionally. And a lot of what I just heard you say was kind of be really aware. Yeah. Like, don't be confused and lost in the middle of it. How important is just personal awareness? I keep hearing you indirectly talk about it. I think, how important is awareness? In 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 the creative process and in staying at that altitude process.
1: So right with, with everything you just said, brilliant, is also like, so when I allow myself to get lost and I go to fantasy and I go to play, I'm so aware that I'm allowing myself to go off on this journey. So when mm. I'm there out in the ethers and I'm in a cloud and I'm fantasizing, and I play, I'll then allow myself to do that, to get lost in it. So I'm not in my analytical mind. But then yeah. I'll have an anchor to check in with myself, a brunk, yeah. a breadcrumb, like you said. A breadcrumb. So even yeah. when I'm in the fantasy and playing, I'm getting lost. Like you said, I'm acutely aware to that I'm going to check in before. Like, OK, mm. if you're going to you're going to jump off a cliff. You're going to make sure you have the vest on, the strap on, yeah. your extra, yeah. your extra. So you're going to go jump off a cliff, but you're going to make sure you're prepared before jumping off that cliff. You're yeah. taking you're taking measures, you, you know, calculated risks. So I do calculated risks before I'm going to go jump off a cliff. All right. Smart.
0: Yeah. Intentional, right? Intentional versus just, just accidentally doing a thing. I love it. Yeah. Uh, our new, our new best friend of the show right here on solutions from the huddle. Uh, we're going to land this, this episode, the best way I know how, uh, Katie, what are, what are the next steps that you want folks to take, right? What's the right website? What's the right social media stuff? What do they do after this episode? When they say, I need more of this, uh, this energy, I need to see the art, the creativity. In fact, maybe I need to hire her to be my coach. Uh, where do they go,
1: Katie? 1,000%. She's all over the place podcast. We have over 68 episodes right now, three seasons. Fourth season is all about women empowerment and um, the divine femininity. So that's going to be coming up in January 2022. And uh, yeah, so she's all over the place. Just like, you know, hear all the energy, get really endowed. And then, yeah, I'm on all social media platforms, but Chinakas.com, you can find everything.
0: I love it. I encourage everybody out there to, uh, to pause and make sure that you go check out, uh, It's really easy. And I'm sure you're sitting here going, Titus, we don't need you to spell this. Like it's super easy to spell chinakas, but in case you're one of the few that don't know how to spell it, it's C-H-O-N-A-C-A-S.com. Is that right?
1: Is exactly right. Exactly right. Yeah. It, it it it's very different. But when my papu came over from the old country, they made him phonetically Americanize it to Chonacas. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So make
0: sure that you go visit chonacas.com. See all the wonderful things from from poetry books to music videos to new music albums and and great art. And maybe you're an entertainer, or maybe you're an up-and-coming entertainer, and you need greater focus and and coaching and mentorship. Uh, it sounds like Katie's been there, she's done that, and maybe she can help walk you through it. Thank you, Katie, so much. I hope you'll come back and do the show again.
1: A thousand percent, count me in, Titus. Thank you so much. I'm I'm here for you. I'm for the listener.
0: Hey guys, Titus Bartolotta here with Collaborative Solutions Group. I just wanted to say thank you for listening to this episode of Solutions from the Huddle. If you want to hear more episodes and continue supporting our show, simply search for and subscribe to Solutions from the Huddle on any major podcast platform. Thank you again, and we hope you'll join us soon.